issue isn't whether or not Matt Canada is qualified to be an NFL offensive coordinator. The issue isn't whether or not Matt Canada was promoted to OC to appease Ben Roethlisberger or to try to make him feel better about coming back. The issue is something else entirely. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. The Steelers went through with their expected move on offense. Once Randy Feetner was gone, it's very much the Steelers' way to promote from within. And you can roll your eyes at that since Matt Canada was only in the Steelers' fold for a year, and even then just as quarterback's coach. You can also be fair about it and note that the moment Canada was hired last year, it was clear he was coming in as a de facto successor or emergency replacement for Randy Feetner. That's not what bugs me here. That's not at all what bugs me here. And yes, the ascension of Canada immediately to the coordinator spot does make things a heck of a lot easier for Ben. There's no question about that. Ben would bristle, I think, would be a generous word. Uh, Ben would have a really, really hard time with a whole new coordinator coming in with a whole new playbook, a whole new attitude, whole new approach, whole new everything. Ben would fight it. Ben would want things to be his way. And even if Ben were forced to go along with it, once he's out there on the field, in the huddle, at the line of scrimmage, looking around, he can still undo all of it. We saw that throughout this season. For better or worse, we saw it. But that isn't it either. That, that's, that's not it. For me, what bugs me the most is this. There are 32 of these jobs on the planet. 32 of them. Our planet has 7 billion people on it. The football world itself has hundreds of thousands of people involved, passionately, knowledgeably in the game. And the Steelers had an opportunity here after this terrible playoff loss, after a year and change of this offense showing no imagination, no ambition really, and no solutions for very visible and, to my mind, mostly solvable problems. And their reaction to it was, oh, uh, where'd that other guy go? Oh, yeah, you. Hey, you, you've got the job. Couldn't you at least have had a process, an open hiring process, inviting some of these other people in? to your, oh, however it is that the Steelers see themselves as being on Mount Olympus or something, that, you know, this, your sanctuary, your castle, 
have them cross the moat and swim through the alligators to announce themselves. Why couldn't that have happened? Why couldn't they have brought in four or five top offensive minds from around the game, including from current playoff teams, by the way? That's now part of the rules. They they don't want to prohibit or to get in the way, I should say, of anybody who's employed with a currently successful team from getting good work. You'd have a chance to pick their brains. You'd have a chance to learn a little more. You'd have a chance to hear from them, maybe their own impressions of what was wrong with your offense, what they could do with your players. They'd have to sell themselves on you, not the other way around. They could tell you some of the things that they've done. You know, it's uncool to go asking them, company secrets, you know, hey, by the way, that thing that you guys do with Patrick Mahomes, how do you do that? You're not going to be getting into that kind of stuff. That's classless. What you can do is ask them what they can do for you and have your mind open up a little bit. None of that happened. None of that happened. There was not a single interview conducted. What happened was that Either Matt Canada or his agent or pure crazy coincidence, somehow it gets leaked that Matt Canada is a candidate to be offensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins. Wow, big scoop. What reporter goes looking for that? Nobody. How did it get to one? Well, because somebody in the Canada camp wanted it out there. So the Steelers go, oh, geez, wow, I mean, this guy's already here, and Ben already knows him, and he knows the playbook that we have. We have to keep him. Let's do that. Let's keep him. Where'd he go? Oh, wait, he's right there. Hey, Matt, you're the coordinator. That was the process of a National Football League team, one of 32, offering, not at all, actually, one of 32 jobs that exist on this planet. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new friends at Fubo TV. If you're not aware of Fubo TV in the Pittsburgh market, that is a mistake. I'm here to tell you that. Monthly cost of most people's cable bills is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is $65 a month to watch the same channels. And you get DVR, and you don't pay for installation. It's streaming. Fubo TV has every sports channel that you'd want. NFL Network, NHL Network, MLB, Premier League, La Liga, College Sports, everything. They got all of them. And now, as of a week ago, they also have AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, which means you get all of the Penguins and all of the Pirates games as well. That, from everything I've heard in this area, is the number one thing that was keeping people from cutting the cable cord. Well, all the excuses are gone. On top of that, right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners a seven-day free trial and a 15% off code for your first month. All you have to do is go to FuboTV.com slash DK. It's just for you, just for listeners of this podcast. No contracts, cancel any time. Go to FuboTV.com slash DK to get a free trial 
and 15% off your first month. It's thinking small. It's thinking myopically. It's thinking inward. It's protecting what's already in the house. I hate it. I hate it in any walk of life. It's damaging. It festers, just like anything that doesn't get exposed to the outside. Anyone who looks at that Pittsburgh offense over the past three years, and really, I mean, it's not like Todd Haley was revolutionizing the wheel either. And really, it's not like Todd Haley was breaking down barriers either. It's been a long time since we've seen a creative, imaginative, ambitious Pittsburgh offense. When you look at some of these teams, whether they're still in the playoffs, whether they made it to the playoffs, or even some that didn't, that are handled by the younger, more analytically-minded coordinators, you do see a different look. You do see a lot of motion with a purpose. You do see different priorities on different reads. You do see way, way, way better use of individual receivers' route trees. You do see smarter, better run blocking from a schematic standpoint. You do see better usage, or usage at all, in the Steelers' case, of play action. You do see less predictability, meaning if they're in the shotgun, then they'll do this. If they're behind center, then they'll do this. The Steelers bat pretty much a 1,000 on either front. Everyone knows what's coming. So to go into that, to have this opportunity, and to make your top priority, oh no, we can't go to the outside. That was number one with these people. That was the first thing, maybe the only thing, they put on their list. Understand, please, this is not some kind of broader swipe at Matt Canada. He might be great. I understand he comes with all kinds of interesting ideas and everything else. And I wish the man well. I really do. If he comes in and he's the answer... Great, so be it. Then they got their guy, not just this year, they got him a year ago. Good for them. But you still don't pass up this opportunity. You still don't go running and hiding and slamming the doors and hide and and cowering under a desk somewhere because of the possibility that you might have to do something to the outside and have someone come in and blow up or challenge some very bad ideas or stale ideas that are still at hand. This is a problem. I'm telling you, no matter how this turns out, this is something I'm going to be allowing to linger for a while. Because I've had Mike Tomlin's back for the most part. When he gets the worst of his bashing and everything else, I've had his back. But it hasn't been the same for his coordinators. However, when there's an opportunity for that head coach and for everybody else, but principally the head coach, 
to make a change, to try something different, to be open to some other ideas. And this is the response? Yeah, that one sticks. When we come back, just one question. Time for just one question brought to you by the personal injury law firm, Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. That's LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated as super lawyers for over 15 years. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. That... That's some rare air. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about how they can help you at lgkg.com or give them a call at 888-842-5454. Today's Just One Question comes from Rosie, who asks, Why do fans act like the Steelers can't find a replacement? For Mike Tomlin. I mean, if the Steelers are indeed one of those iconic franchises, wouldn't any top-end coaching prospect want to interview, and wouldn't it be easier to hire a great new coach? Yeah. I mean, yeah. This goes back to what I just said. You know, the you can't act like bringing somebody in from the outside is introducing radioactivity to your home. You know, in fairness, the Steelers have hired from the outside when they've been absolutely forced to. But for the most part, they don't do that. You know, something that's going to get a lot less attention than the offensive coordinator situation is that Sean Surrett was fired after a very short time span, two years, as the offensive line coach. Surrett's only qualification... For that job. No, no, no. There were two. One was that he learned under Mike Munchak, uh, universally accepted as one of the very best in the NFL at coaching an offensive line. And two, he was here. He was right down the hall. We trusted him. He's part of the family. Here again, you had an offensive line being paid tens of millions of dollars, a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, first ballot Hall of Famer, coming off a major surgery, facing significant issues and challenges in his return. And the Steelers were completely fine with keeping that job in-house for someone who basically with all due respect to Coach Surrett, learned on the job. He learned as an apprenticeship. Are you telling me that there aren't 31 more people qualified? Are you telling me that of these 32 jobs that exist on this planet, that Surrett was really one of the best? 
I, I, I can't begin to imagine that he is. Or was. It makes no sense. Other than the fact that the offensive line guys themselves, and the players are going to be partly to blame when something like this happens, liked him, thought he'd be a continuation of Munchak's preachings, and probably had a pretty good idea that they'd have their way with him. Unlike with Munchak. That's how this stuff happens when you never, ever, 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 ever go to the outside. Or at least that's not your first thought. Open these jobs up. Bring in people. Interview them. Learn. Open your brains a little bit. I mean, as as for Tomlin, I, I know what you're you're going for, Rosie. It's it's you know, everyone's going to be mad at him right now, and he hasn't gotten the results in the playoffs in far too long. And maybe he's not the answer. I I'm with you that if for whatever reason. Tomlin were to be gone, my suspicion, my strong suspicion for a long time now has been that he'll leave on his own terms. Once he is, there would be any number of people who would come in and blow you away. You know? So the idea that he can't be replaced is is silly. It's crazy. That's... that's uh, I'm trying to think of a nice word for it, but I can't come up with one. So you're going to have to deal with silly and crazy. <laughs> I just, it's, it's the culture and the mentality, I think, that the Steelers have done it this way for so long that is going to scare some people the same way that they get scared of going to the outside. Look, I'm not here to just bash on everything about their their brand and the way they do things. The fact of the matter is, is that what, the way they've done things has brought way more good than bad. Okay, the continuity has been great for the franchise. I have no doubt about that. But I don't know that coordinators and assistant coaches, especially ones that aren't that accomplished, need to be part of that. I want coordinators and assistant coaches that are bringing me up to speed on all of the latest things, that are advising me, that aren't afraid to push me if I'm a head coach. That's what I want. Yeah, of course I want them to listen, and I want them to maintain certain things about the way the team conducts itself and everything else. But I also want to learn. I want to hear. I want to grow. That's not what happened here in the past week. Thanks to everybody for listening to this one. We'll do another one tomorrow. At 
At Point Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.